This audio was previously recorded as a YouTube video. Go to youtube.com forward slash jetlifewithtom for more information and more videos. And don't forget to check out theultimatejetguide.com if you're looking to buy or sell your private jet. That's theultimatejetguide.com. On to the show. You've decided on the aircraft for you, so you're going to go ahead and put together your offer. Well, but basically we're looking at how much is the total sales price, what deposit you're putting down, what do you want to do for a pre-buy survey, how involved is it going to be, where is the survey going to be, and um, basically how you want to close. Do you need to relocate it for closing? So once we get the offer and everything in place, the next thing we want to talk about is the general timeline. So once you put an offer in on an aircraft, it's going to take, let's say, two to five business days to kind of hash out the negotiations. Once the negotiations are hashed out right now, uh, shops are pretty busy, so let's put another week to 10 days uh, for the pre-buy to get started. Depending on how involved the survey is gonna be, it could be one day survey, it could be a two week survey if you're doing a full phase one through five inspection, then you've got some squawks that might pop up depending on how you, you've structured the offer, whether or not they, they have to fix the squawks, uh, and then they fix the squawks and then you go to closing um, and then maybe you have to relocate for delivery. So once you put an offer in, I would say anywhere from 30 to 90 days is when you're looking to close. Obviously it can be a lot shorter if you structure the deal that way. So that's roughly the timeline that you wanna wrap your head around. It's gonna be you know a couple of weeks uh, before we actually close the aircraft. Once the offer is submitted, now we enter into negotiations. In terms of the negotiations, this is going to be a back and forth. And look, some people like to start with a low ball and they kind of meet in the middle. Uh, some people want to give a firm and final right out the gate. What the benefit of working with a broker is he or she can tell you, listen, the owner is looking for this number, right? And they don't want to go back and forth and counter. And so give your best and final offer at that time. Don't ignore the broker because you want to play the game. They're guiding you for a reason. So um, if you know if there's if there's not that guidance, then yes, yeah, shoot an offer. But you know, get an idea of where the seller's at. And remember, you don't want to upset the seller by haggling back and forth. Uh, you, you both want to approach it from you know a gentleman's uh, agreement uh, standard, if you will. So negotiations will go back and forth. You'll negotiate on price. You'll negotiate on timeline. You'll negotiate on survey details. Maybe the seller doesn't want to do a full phase one through five inspection because it's not due for another couple of months. Uh, maybe you want an advantage and get it at a better price and you'll go to the aircraft for the survey and you're just going to bring a pilot mechanic and only do it in 24 hours. That's to your advantage and maybe we need to go negotiate the price by negotiating the terms. So that's all things we want to consider when we're going through negotiations. Don't take it personally. Everybody negotiates different ways. And actually, this is one of the benefits of working with a professional broker because I've had it happen where the buyer and the seller just don't like each other. Their, their, their energies, their personalities, they just clash. And so if they tried to make this deal happen you know, one-on-one, -on -one, uh, it would never come to fruition. By working with a broker as a middleman, uh, he or she can help navigate the negotiation so all parties come out with a win-win situation. Now let's talk about the survey. Well, depending on how you structure it, the survey is going to take you know, a specific amount of time. It could be 24 hours. It could be, you know, a whole month because you have to wait for the shop to get in. You have to wait for them to do the inspection. You have to wait for them to fix anything that they find. And so the survey part is really important to consider because that's going to have a huge impact on your timeline. So consider where the shop's going to be located, 
how easy, how accessible parts are going to be, how in depth the inspection is going to be. All these things are going to play a role in the survey. Listen, here's what you need to know about the survey. The point of the survey is so that you know what kind of jet you're walking into. They're going to find something wrong with your jet. I, I just got to tell you right now, as a buyer, they're going to find things wrong with this aircraft. That's their job. That's what you are paying them to do. So don't be surprised when things come back and it's, you know, not all rainbows and unicorns. At the survey, they're going to find things wrong with it. Now, you just have to be prepared and have the correct expectations that when they find something, not if, but when they find something, how do you want to handle it? And so maybe you consider that in the beginning with the offer. Well, if they find an airworthiness discrepancy, I expect the seller to fix it. And you came to the agreement, so we're all on the same page. Maybe this is an as is where is deal because you want them to get a better price. Well, if a squawk pops up and it will, how do you want to handle that? Do you just want to walk away? Do you want to re-engage the seller and say, hey, listen, like, I know this is an as is where is sale. At this point, I'm not comfortable proceeding with the transaction because of this fuel leak. If you're agreeable to fix the fuel leak, let's do an amendment to the contract and, and we can work this out. So just because you have an as is where is, you know, that doesn't mean you can't re-enter into negotiations after they find something on the survey. Just know that the seller's not obligated to fix anything. And that's not necessarily a negative thing. That's more of an exposure thing. So just be aware as a buyer, when they do the survey, they will find something wrong with it. How do you want to approach it? Maybe you already did it in the front end, or maybe we need to approach it in the back end after something's found. All right, let's talk about closing and delivery. You've gone through your survey, they fixed squawks, or maybe they didn't fix squawks. A couple of things need to happen for closing. Number one, you need to formally accept the aircraft. So we have a sheet that says, hey, I formally accept the aircraft. Number two is other paperwork. You know, escrow is going to be sending you pre-closing statements so you know where all the money's going. Uh, they're going to send you bill of sales. So you have a receipt that you bought this aircraft. They're going to send you an application for registration with the FAA uh, so that the, the ownership uh, gets changed in, in, in the eyes of the FAA. If you're putting this on uh, an international registry, uh, they're going to send you paperwork for the international registry. If you're being financed, there's going to be a security agreement paperwork that needs to get done. All of this paperwork needs to get done before closing. And so as you're going through things, you know, once the acceptance kicks in, that's really where we start moving on the paperwork. Usually it takes, uh, you know, a day or so to fill out all the paperwork. Um, hopefully along the way, we've also been doing a title search. So you're aware of any liens that have to be cleared or clouds that have to be cleared. So closing, it primarily involves filling out a bunch of paperwork, wiring your funds, making sure funds are full funds are, are in escrow. And uh, once that's all in place, right, all in the queue, then what's going to happen is the escrow agent's going to send out a notice to buyer and seller. Hey, I have everything we need to close. Do I have your authorization to close? And uh, some escrow agents do that through an email, some do a specific form, some make you sign a document, but you authorize them to close. Upon authorization to close, funds are dispersed, paperwork is filed, and congratulations, you're the owner of a brand new private jet. That's amazing. So that is how closing is going to work. Now, delivery can happen either right at closing, uh, then you go they the, the, you go ahead and take your fly your plane away. If you're doing something for taxes or for relocation purposes, you might have to relocate your aircraft before closing. So escrow is going to have everything ready to go. They're going to send out the authorization to close. You don't say you don't authorize it yet. You fly the plane to another location. At that point, you authorize closing. Closing happens in that state or that location, and then you fly the plane back to where you're going to be basing it. So that's how closing and delivery works. I hope all of this information was helpful for you. I look forward to helping you make an offer 
negotiate the offer, get through the survey, and get to closing and delivery on your next private jet. For more information, you can go ahead and call or text me at 941-216-1246. For more information about buying a private jet, you can also download my free resource, The Ultimate Jet Buying Guide. Again, my name is Tom Lelio. Welcome to The Jet Life.